Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> My favorite day of the week, the excuse to wake and bake Wednesday. Here we go. Smoke one. and tough today mm-hmm. high as fuck I'm already out Witchy of control. Wednesday. Witchy yeah. Wednesday. You got a cough to get off. Yeah. <laughs> you got a cough to get off. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is. That's how it was it's back in the 70s. It's Witchy Wednesday. It's Wednesday, so it's Mercury's Day. We have Mercury retrograde. Here we are, having fun with it, loving it. Um, yeah, it makes people scared. I know it makes people scared, and I want to clarify it, and I want to clear it up a little bit, a wee bit, because Mercury retrograde happens like three times, four times a year. It happens a lot. And as somebody that schedules astrologically, it will make your life near to impossible to schedule around retrogrades. You got to live your life. You got to do your thing. And you can still do good things that aren't cursed and fucked up. Great things. <laughs> it really just means he's doing a moonwalk. Oh. And he's uh, he's backtracking on some stuff he said, and he's making sure he said the right thing. Mm. A lot of people think about Mercury as your intellect when you think about natal charts and you first get into it. Um, really, your sun is your intellect. Um, and Mercury is like... He's not ground support because Mars is ground support. Mercury is like dispatch. He's like Major Tom or whatever, you know. He's mm. he's behind the boards and all of your planets um, communicate through him to each other. Mm. And so when he is in retrograde and we're having this like back work, it really is kind of like a review. Mm. Also in Libra right now. Also in Libra. Mm. That's the influence the card. The influence card, yeah. I'm show it up. Show yeah. it up. Oops. Show it off. Damn, show it up. Show it off. Um, I'm going to clarify that. <laughs> the tarot card yeah 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 I'm i don't very know anything but i know how to pull cards yeah i'm very mercurial obviously um i'm a virgo i'm mercury ruled um and i got these uh kitties on my feet when i was like oh. 18 or 17 on each of them i know i have stuff on my feet but they kind of look like wings oh. to me like little like Kermie's wings you know on my ankles which wasn't intentional at the time but I always think about now as being like a little nod to Hermes you know in the way that he manifests in my life um, which Hermetics is a lot of people don't know it's just that Hermes is thought to be Hermes's text Hermes Trismegistus through Thoth who gave them to humans but anyways mm. um, we were talking about witchcraft yesterday mm. let's clarify um yeah, and I think a lot of people have. Which has your favorite card, Sean? I know. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of. No, it's the five of cups. I forget. Four, four of cups. You get four sometimes of cups. Do them. Yeah. Um, but I think about like witch and the definition of witch is being somebody that insources things. 
Whoa. So doesn't isn't reliant on external forces, but is insourcing mm. magic um, in order to influence the things around it. Which um, to get a little bit like, what's the what's the study of words in their history? Etymolo- what's e- it? Epidemiology. Epidemiology. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. I think that's the study of the epidermis. But but yeah, like sorcery, like the word sorcery, like insourcing. So mm. you're a witch, like the source at which you're um, getting from. That, that, that's how I think wow. Well, isn't anyway. this not the perfect card? Well, maybe, Sean, you should hold it up on my thing. Hold it up. Or I'll hold it up right now. That's the camera. It's always the perfect card, to. unfortunately. Yeah. But it's, it's it's the perfect card for, like, witchcraft. And, I mean, with today being the new moon, it's a perfect day to, like, collaborate with the moon, with the forces. And especially, like, you're all sad, looking at your three cups and all your emotions, forgetting that out of spirit offers you more like there's always always more that you can tap into and be offered and we we sit at the tree and we brood and we forget but yeah if you want to take a time today to collaborate with your witchy self and with the boon today's the day man yeah this is actually Mm. you're right this is actually the perfect depiction of magic just spirit with a cup yeah, <laughs> all the clouds. Well, and and I love this motherfucker sitting there with his arms crossed and his eyes closed. Like I don't care. Like it's you know, he's a little fuck boy. He's a little you, bitch boy. Yeah, you know how I feel about a lot of these. Like I don't want your cloudy cup. Yeah, a lot of these guys that come up in this fucking deck. I'm like, what are you doing? But it's man it is, up. Yeah, man up. This motherfucker needs to man up and realize what this universe is offering. And just be like, you don't have just three cups, bro. Well, speaking of collaboration, the moon today is in Libra, which is the companionship card. It's the four people in nude with their little like dancing together. Hold it up. I don't know if we We don't have that one. You can hand me the deck and I'll find it. (laughs) But um, we have a a huge Libra stellium today. We were just talking about Libra energy yesterday. We have Mercury in Libra. We have Mars in Libra. We have the moon in Libra. We have the sun in Libra. Um, So... Big, big, big Libra balancing we love Libra. energy. And we love Libra, so we're not hating the Libra stellium. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, here, I found it so fast. But yeah, companionship, reflecting. <laughs> Ooh, another another good uh, Mars and Libra um, example is uh, people with Mars and Libra, because Libra is all about companionship in the seventh house and what it is to reflect. And Mars, uh, Mars is ruling sort of like how you attack and you defend. Um, Mars and Libra people tend to know their opponent really well, and that tends to be their number one strategy. Now, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this. I can't remember who beat Ronda Rousing recently, but whoever beat Ronda Rousing recently, if I, her name came to my head, has Mars and Libra. And if you watch that fight, the entire fight is that woman knowing Ronda Rousing and expecting her every move. All yeah. it is is Mars and Libra expressing itself and knowing your opponent and not being on the attack. It's a total defensive stance. That was, a, oh God, what's her fucking name? It's killing me. Oh, it's killing me because because we watched her for a while after because really like it wasn't like she was like, oh, oh, she beat Ronda Rousey. She must be a once in a generation type of phenom fighter at all. She she was not that. She just read her opponent perfectly. She knows Ronda Rousey was going to try to arm bar her right away. Well, and she knows Ronda's a bull. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was is really beautiful expression of that. Yeah. Amanda Nunes. Mm. Amanda Miss, Nunes? Was that who it was? No, because someone someone beat Ronda Rousey before that, um, and then li- Amanda Nunes like, beat that woman. Talk about man, watching female MMA is like oh my, so God. brutal but so fun because you're like can really 
they like really bring the fierceness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's like a bit scarier. I don't know. For some reason when it's men, it's like, all right. You know, when it's women, I'm like, yo, they're fucking tearing each other apart. This seems personal. Well, you don't want to see something beautiful get fucked up, you know? This is a good lead into like masculine and feminine energy, which we've been dancing around quite a bit recently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Through the lens of uh, MMA fights. (laughs) Why, why are the, why are the female fights like so much more brutal for us to handle? And like, you know, it seems much more personal and like, you know, beyond the business of fighting or whatever. Yeah. Well, well, I think we're, we're taught, uh, to like preserve and protect uh the divine feminine our mother you know Mm -hmm. um your sister your mother you know and then to see that get punched in the face is like a little jarring (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's something that um in order to not get in the weeds or get canceled you have to talk about it as like beyond gender it's it's beyond this kind of thing this is we're talking about energies well yeah i mean i think that's why the mma is a perfect example because it's women but they're it's masculine energy expressing itself Mm, domination and we we can get into the weeds domination of (laughs) you can argue with me that feminine energy is uh assertive like that but i think it's it's just like the baseline describing and sometimes i like the words yin and yang because it seems to take out the politics of it but then it's uh-huh. like i'll probably get in trouble for appropriation or something but <laughs> there there is i mean the reason that we even exist in duality i think is because the basis of everything is on this masculine and feminine feminine polarity um between what it is to assert desire and what it is to listen to it um, oh that's a so, good distinction yeah asserting desire versus listening to it yeah 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 um and obviously when you're in the mma you're asserting and asserting and asserting and um yeah i mean that's masculine energy force versus force is mars's game you know Mm. um when when we first started making art it felt very driven by the masculine energy it felt uh driven by competition mm-hmm. force ambition oh domination for for yeah as i starting off as a dancer too like um you think about dancers as being feminine but like if you look at dancers bodies like you know a lot of dancers look like guys because you're a professional athlete from a really young age and it's, it's all about force 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 um and of course what separates the good from the bestest and the one percent is the ability to bring in that feminine energy with the masculine that you, you know, sometimes get to see with people. Um, well, but yeah, it's a lot of forcing things and a lot of not listening, um, especially the way that our industry has been set up, you know. Um, and with singing to me, it felt like this huge coming home of like, oh, this is the way that I want to exert my masculine energy. This is the way that I like my feminine energy to hold space for my masculine energy to be a driving force. Oh, wow. Um, because it's so much more of a practice of letting things happen. You, the second that you try and force something, you suck. And so for me, it was the perfect practice of growing up my whole life and being so good at willing things. Like if willpower was the question on the table, I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. And that was how it was you know, my whole, whole life growing up. And I've sort of switched the whole game now. But um, yeah, singing really, that was my biggest spiritual awakening and really brought me home to that. Um, mm-hmm. And I learned what the practice is in my life that is makes me the most happy to work at. Like I could do it, no, you know, 10 hours a fucking day and not be sick of it. And you have to do the things to figure out the ways in which you like to work and be responsible in the world. Cause that we started the week talking about responsibility and we have a lot of friends I think that haven't figured out how they want to be responsible. And I think that's a lot of people's, um, like downfalls in our society, especially because like we don't have as many opportunities as I think we think we do. And we're young to try things and fail at them because from a really young age, people ask you to figure it out and choose something. And we, we're so, we romanticize and fetishize Saturnian values that we um, are kind of like, 
we're looked down upon if we think about things short term. Everybody's chose to like stick a thing and stick to it and yeah. continue at it. And what form of labor do you want uh, to define your forever. life? Forever. <laughs> you know, it's not like what's working for you right now. Yeah. And of course, if you posed it in a much more temporary sense like that, people would much faster get to longer term desires because they would get to experiment and realize, oh, that's not the thing. You would try lots of you things. You would try lots of different mm. things. And I feel like I've been lucky um, to be able to try different arts and be involved with people and be responsible for people in different ways to see like, oh, this is actually how I enjoy being responsible. And like, I don't enjoy being responsible in this way. It feels very constricting and constraining to me. Yeah. Where other responsibilities, just like we were talking about when you have weight with other people can actually be the opposite. It can be this like, huge expansive thing where you yeah. have um, an abundant source of energy because of the responsibility and yeah. all of this you know i mean like uh, parenthood to me seems constricting but <laughs> but i've seen a lot of people approach parenthood in that kind of psychedelic blossoming type of way and it's so beautiful and you know their kids are going to have a really good upbringing but totally. like to me it feels like a level of responsibility that is just like it ain't my bag yeah just go through totally you know so it, it doesn't pull me towards it well and you're responsible as a parent really intensely in your life mm -hmm. even though you don't have kids you know being the father figure like embodying saturn being a director giving people essentially giving people jobs you know you have saturn in the 10th your father of time um so that's like yeah art is babies. too on the it, nose it, to it, really it, do it. It, it you know what i mean like yeah you're making all these creative babies but on top of that like you're involved with all your babies making creative babies you know you, yeah. you're, you're such a father figure to so many people like I, it seems almost like I don't know, making it about like one person if you had a kid and like this egoic like desire that it's going to be you even though it is just like another spirit that you're harboring yeah, through yeah. a fucking body into the universe um, almost like takes away from the power, I feel like, of like your intense power of influence right now as being a parent for so many mm. people, you know? Wow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that I'm really appreciative that on this like Libra stellium energy on Wednesday that we're like finding the balance of like the feminine and the masculine and it's, and, and we're a get along gang, you know? Yeah. yeah. That Leonard Cohen, that little, um, in the Marianne documentary when he was talking about masculine and feminine was like the most Virgo thing I'd ever heard. And he has a couple other places to me that was just like, I heard astrology speaking to me through me through the wow. television, you know, cause then he talked about night and day and he shares the negotiation card with Sean and I, that like lady holding up like the difference between night and day. And, oh wow. I love that um, card. Yeah. It can be a little controversial with some astrologers, but I also think about the sun and the moon as a good uh, metaphor for masculine and feminine as the sun is this, um, uh, life-giving force in the universe sort of asserting itself and the moon is reflecting not just the sun's energy um and her interpretation of it but all of the planetary energies and her interpretation of all the planetary energies and bringing it back down to earth mm. um so i often think about them as you know the masculine and feminine within you wow very uh, oh, it was on the bottom of the deck just so we can show it up the negotiation card we mare and i share that with our boy leonard cohen yeah. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little prayer I could read for us to end this uh, fucking thing. End it. Are we that fast? It, 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 it goes so fast. Like, yeah. you know, we're, we're we trying to leave to, them wanting a little bit more. We're, we're trying to make these microdoses and like, I don't know, we're all such like, we're all doing this all the time anyway. So it's hard to keep yeah. a thing on it. But um, you want to play a little bit? I, I want to hear what you're going to say. Maybe I can ask something. Well, I'm going to read the Guardian of the Endless Smile prayer from uh, Alex I, Gray's Arts Homes book. I need this one. Yeah. Guardian of the Endless Smile. Praise laughter from the slightly upturned mouth to the painful side ache. Gasping for breath, may we hear the cosmic joke and see the ridiculousness 
of life and the world. When the tragic overwhelms, infect us with your preposterous happiness. Mm. Well, folks, it's been another beautiful start to the day. I love that. Yeah. Wouldn't rather wake and bake with anyone else. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Dan the smile. Endless reasons, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Find more find reasons them. to fucking smile. Them. They're out there. If you're forgetting them, we'll help you uh, think of some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, y'all. It's the come up. We're Trinity Infinity. See you tomorrow.